hello, I'm James Rickley, Principal and Financial Advisor at Melbourne-based financial advice firm First Financial. Uh, today on my LinkedIn Live, I was joined by Chris Sant, Christopher Sant. Uh, Chris and I go way back, we're old high school buddies, uh, obviously now both doing uh, very different things. We live quite close to each other and have kids that are of a similar age, so we've got quite a lot in common and, and hence we catch up really online more than anything uh, fairly regularly. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have Chris along to join me today on the LinkedIn Live. Uh, Chris is a bit of a barbecue expert, he's pretty modest, so he doesn't let on too much about his his skills uh, at the grill uh, during, the, during the podcast, but he does share a bit about his area of expertise on a work front, which is cyber security. So with us all working from home, uh, there's some uh, simple steps and precautions that we can all take to try and protect our own privacy and our own data and that of those that we work for. Uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, as with my podcast from yesterday, uh, I'll be back live online on LinkedIn and YouTube at 12.30 every day, Monday through Friday, whilst we're going through this kind of work from home isolation stuff. Hope you can join me or catch the podcast tomorrow. Thank you. There we go. We're on. Did it, does that come up on your end and say you're live? Does it yeah, it does. Attention? Yeah, we're on. Hopefully we're live. I'll just check LinkedIn. It'll come up here soon. Uh, so lunchtime Wednesday. Is today Wednesday? Lunchtime Wednesday, 12.30 Wednesday. 25th. I, as I said yesterday, I'll try and be back each day at around 12.30 with someone different to have a chat to. Today I asked Chris to join me. Thank you, Chris, for joining me here. Um, That's sweet. Just, yeah. Hate seeing yourself on camera. Everyone hates seeing themselves on camera. I hate listening yeah. to my. I hate listening back to my voice. I'm like, I don't sound like that. But, but yes, yes, I do. I do sound like that. So, um, where are you, Chris? Where are you coming from? I'm in my uh, fourth bedroom slash home office slash uh, junk room in my family house in Mini Ponds. Yeah. Uh, so have set up a home office here a couple of months ago when I set up my small business. Um, and now it's funny because I was talking to my wife yesterday and we kind of have to share the home office. So we're trying to figure out how to put an extra desk here into an adjacent room yeah. that we can both share uh, while having the kids on Netflix or learning activities in the front of the house. So I'm in a bedroom slash home office in mini ponds to answer your question. Yeah, yeah. If anyone else is watching, let us know where you are and, and what's for lunch. You're a, I know you're a bit of a master chef, particularly with the a little bar. bit. You whipped up something yeah. special yeah, for lunch, so, right? Not today. Yesterday was the special lunch day because I had the first day of daddy daycare yesterday. So I had like a mini bunning sausage sizzle at home for the kids where we did sausages and bread. And it was literally bread, sausage and sauce, but they were really happy with that. Uh, so today my wife's home and she's taking the kids out to get some takeout from local um, small business. Mm -hmm. So we've just been trying to rotate doing lunches from a uh, small business like the local Chinese place or fish and chip place or whatever just to get takeaway and then we do dinners at home just to try yeah. and kind of keep things going and that's been working really well because um, yeah. the kids you, get crazy at home so taking them out for lunch is good. You're going out to do that? You're not doing the Uber Eats and the poor restaurant cops the 30%? The I can't. I'm not a fan of the Uber um, situation with the Uber Eats thing. Look, I, A, I think it's not fair for the restaurant losing i think it's 35 percent or something it's like crazy, that yeah. which is crazy and plus when you get it delivered i don't really have any idea of how well the person's handled the food in the interim or hygiene in their car or how cold it's going to be or how what route they're going to take so i my family makes the joke that i'm the uber eats for the family and just go and collect <laughs> yeah, the delivery driver 
of the delivery driver. But it's actually a pretty good system now because we've got all the restaurants um, takeout menus in our glove box. Yeah, so my wife just rings me uh, or FaceTimes me and says, hey, we want this, 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 and this. And then by the time she's placed the order, I go pick it up and then we go home. So it's pretty good, actually. Yeah, kind of. You've got, got a system down pat. That's the next thing I was going to ask you. I said, how are you, how are you coping in this isolation? So you were kind of working from home already to a degree anyway, but how are you coping with the isolation and what are yeah, you definitely working? Yeah, definitely different. Before I was sort of going to the city, having coffee meetups with people, um, you know, talking about their cybersecurity and the programs of work that the companies were doing. Now it's very much these kind of Zoom sessions. Um, but it's actually been interesting because um, the home dynamic and the work dynamic are so different. So my kids are just running amok in the front of the house um, yeah. and we're trying to give them some structure. So they have like an hour of Netflix and then they have like an hour of um, jumping activities or basketball hoop throwing or something like that. Uh, and then we'll do some, we went to office works and got these big, um, this was actually the best tip I've got. We got these big magnetic whiteboards from office works. Yeah. Um, and so they're magnetic, but they're also a whiteboard. So, and they come with some textures so the kids can kind of do some ABCs, rub it out. They can put some magnetic letters on there. Um, uh, and that keeps them entertained for a good hour or two a day while doing something educational that they don't realize yeah. is educational. Um, and then, but it's really hard, right? It's, it's so easy to fill in the time. We just putting them in front of the TV, mm. um, which is what I, to be honest, what I did yesterday, but, um, we're trying to be a bit more structured like that. Um, yeah. and I think having a routine for yourself professionally is really important too. So waking up, having a shower, having some breakfast, um, I'm trying to listen to a podcast or two a day, which has oh, been yeah, really yeah. good for me. So yeah. just trying to get some self-education and self, um, learning happening and, um, I found that really beneficial personally. Mm. So just trying to stick with that routine and, and trying to keep going. It's just really hard. And especially just being able to buy necessities. Like you go to, it's quite disheartening going to the grocery store and then seeing half the shelves empty. Yeah. That's just, it just does something to your mindset. It, I can't explain it, but it's, it's it makes you positive. feel like you need to get caught up in all the, in all the, the crazy, in all the hype. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. just trying to separate that from what's going on and, and you know, listening to the advice of our government and not necessarily ad agreeing with that advice as a parent and so having to make your own decisions about things. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I was mentioning before we went on the call, but, you know, pulling my kids out of childcare and school earlier than yeah. what was necessarily recommended, we just make our own decisions as parents yeah. and go from there, right? Yeah, exactly. It's I uh, talk about, like, kind of doing things at home and entertaining things. I just, I just had some lunch myself and... And my wife's home. She's um, uh, got a shift later this afternoon, and she was showing me this thing. There's this guy in the UK that started doing this this thing called PE with Joe. So he does nine o'clock UK time, nine a.m. Yeah. UK time. He's doing a half hour kids focused like a PE session, and he's done I it saw that. Yesterday was yeah. his first day. Four million yeah. views on his on his half hour video on YouTube yesterday, and then yeah. the one the one that he's done like his most recent one. You hear him talking, you watch like four and a half minutes in, he calls out to whoever it is that's in the back saying, you know, how many people are watching this? Oh, there's 980,000 people watching this video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting to see um, who who's kind of come up with something, some little tweak on everything that 
so on, on stuff that everyone's already doing and it's just going yeah. gangbusters. Like this guy's going to become famous now once all of this blows over. You know, four or five million views a day on his YouTube channel. He'll be the next sensation. And yeah, and, it uh, doesn't surprise me. Guys. I saw that guy. I saw that guy's YouTube thing on my stream, and um, yeah. I saw the video. And I, as a parent, thought it looked amazing. Let alone, yeah, I watched it for like ten minutes, and this is so good. Yeah. I'm going to get Thomas to do it afterwards whilst he's at yeah, yeah, same. I'll do that actually. Yeah. Um, it's funny yeah. on that point. I think it's interesting to see how businesses have innovated to kind of mm. pivot what they do into like a more online stream. Um, and some in ways that you wouldn't normally think of. So my my PT gym um, that I go to in Brunswick hmm. uh, called The Fit Project, they're kind of interesting bunch. They've completely embraced the shutdown and pivoted their whole business online. Yeah. And so they're doing like six PT Zoom sessions every day and they're doing yeah. like this whole, they've got a whole Facebook page going. They're doing, a, you know, a free thing for people that need it. They've got a paid thing. They've got... I'm actually really impressed, like, and the mm. quality of what they're delivering to their clients is actually still really good. So I think that's important that people kind of try and innovate and think of how they can add value. You wonder, um, what, you wonder, what, you wonder what this whole isolation stuff would have been like if we didn't have live streaming like we are now on LinkedIn and it's going to YouTube as well. Uh, you know, all the people that have been on Instagram and Facebook, if we didn't have those live streaming services that people would be able to create some type of community around, and you know, in the, in the example of your gym, people still able to feel part of the community that the gym has has created over the years. If yeah. we didn't have it, poof, it would have just all all disappeared. So that's pretty <laughs> correct. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It makes you feel like I saw a meme on Facebook about a week ago saying, "Oh, aren't we lucky that we're going through like one of the worst pandemics of the last how many years?" And all we have to do is stay home warm and safe in our houses yeah. on you know watching watching yeah. youtube and relaxing and drinking and drinking alcohol yeah. um as long as we follow advice i think we'll be okay it's just yeah. um we need to all do our bit to keep this yeah. under wraps at the moment yeah so let, yeah. let's let's talk for a few minutes about about work and what you're doing um sure so cyber Cyber security uh, is is kind of your game. I guess you'll fill me in on on that, but probably a little bit more, maybe a little bit more relevant now that everyone, like you know, I'm sitting here at a laptop at home, whereas normally I'd be sitting in an office behind a whole host of different layers of security. But now I'm just sitting on a laptop. Like like talk us through what you're doing and and things we can be be mindful of. Yeah, so I'm I'm really big on cyber education and helping sort of individuals uh, or even um, businesses understand what they can do to stay cyber safe and, and cyber smart, um, especially in today's landscape, because uh, it is very relevant, as you pointed out. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the same hygiene things that people should have been doing before are still the same. It's just um, there's a bit of a different lens that people have to keep into consideration. Um, so there's a couple of things that I would suggest people do um, to try and keep more safe online. Um, the first thing is try and separate your personal stuff and your work stuff as much as possible. Okay. Um, so if you think about it, right, like the attack surface has changed now because instead of having like a 1,000 people in a building working within a physical office space, you now have a 1,000 people working from their home offices where their kids are running around, they've got their home iPad, their work iPad, you know, like, um, so I think it's important that we try and keep work and, and um, business separated. So that means like using a different device for what you would do personally rather than professionally. Um, because obviously whatever you do personally on your on your work laptop would affect the security of that work laptop, if that makes sense. Mm. Yep. Um, 
and especially with email so like making sure that you're communicating through work email about work stuff and personal email for personal stuff which sounds like a really simple thing but um as cyber professionals we see it all the time where people send documents to their personal accounts to work from home um yeah. and presumably if people are having connectivity issues or that kind of thing um the first thing that they'll do is i'll just send it to my home gmail and work on it from my other laptop right like we've all heard of people doing that um the problem is is that uh, your work has security controls in place for your work email but that doesn't extend to your personal email so, yeah. so think that that is really important yeah. um and there's some basic hygiene things that i think people we've got all this downtime now and people are like okay i'm working from home but i've got a bit of time to do some gardening or maybe clean the house or you know those kind of family admin tasks yeah um get stuff done we were talking about stuff, before <laughs> get stuff delivered. yeah I'm, I'm waiting on a few deliveries i think you are too um i think it's important we use some of that downtime to kind of do a bit of a cyber personal cleanup um if we can so the average person has usually more than 200 accounts in their name i think it's 150 or 200 i forget the stat but um and it's very common for people to reuse the same password for multiple accounts and and so that's really not a great thing to do because if someone has your password for say your old linkedin account from five years ago and if that's the same as your banking password then that's going to be a problem for you right hmm. so i think going through a process of actually updating those passwords um, putting them into a password manager and having them unique for every account um, would help significantly. And also, as you're doing that, putting the two-factor authentication option on for your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Instagram. Um, so that way, when you try and log in, it knows that you're trying to log in from a new session and then sends you a request or a pin via a yeah. text message or a, a mobile app uh, like the Google Authenticator. That makes you significantly more secure just having that second um, token. So can you if do that on LinkedIn? I, like I, I use LinkedIn absolutely. a lot. I don't have two-factor on. Yeah, you can do it on You there. absolutely should. Yeah, absolutely should. Yeah. So um, you can and you should. Yeah, it's really easy to turn on. They, I think they give you an option. They can either send you a text message um, yeah. or you can actually use a QR code on an app um, and then scan that QR code and it does like a sync with a code. And yeah. so every time, yeah, and every time you want to log in, you just go to your app and then away you go. Yeah. Um, and it'll, it'll even give you a temporary code that you can screenshot for a rainy day just in case you lose your phone. Um, that that makes you significantly more secure than the general population. And it's it's really scary to think about how much data you have in some of those online platforms. Like, you know, I've been watching your videos for so long on, on LinkedIn, right? Um, I mean, we go way back to the high school days. We could talk about that yeah. later, but it's been fun to watch your journey as you've built up your following and, and your videos. Imagine if that was taken away or deleted or your account wasn't available. Yeah. Um, you'd be pretty gutted, right? Yeah, so, it'd be terrifying to think that that it all just disappear. Correct. Um, and the third thing, so the first thing, change your passwords. So be unique. Second thing is add two-factor, which I'm sure you'll do as homework later today. Yeah. Uh, and the third, let me know how you go with that too. I'd love to see. And the third simple thing is actually going online to check what your accounts have been breached uh, previously. So uh, there's online services. Um, there's one, a free one run by a guy called Troy Hunt uh, called Have I Been Owned, uh, mm -hmm. spelled P-W-N-E-D. And you type your email address in, it tells you what breaches you've appeared in previously. And um, that's actually really powerful information because knowing where your data has been uh, breached in the past can be like, oh, well, I use that same password on eBay. I better change that. Or I use that same password on my banking. I better change that. Yeah. Um, it, 
it's pretty simple, but those couple of things can help a lot. That's a good one. I'm going to check that because you get like like my Hotmail for address, for example. Like I've had that forever. Like it's gotten to a point where like it, it's registered to my iTunes account. It's registered to you go into a shop and say, hey, do you want to join our list because they'll give you 10% off? Yeah, sure, I'll join. Correct. Like it's gotten to the point where it's actually hard to decipher what's what's a real email from from the kid's school or childcare or something that I need to action and Absolutely. what's just, just rubbish. It's gotten to the point where I just barely even open it anymore. Yeah. Um, this, this so it's much I'm sure that's accounts being hacked and stuff somewhere along the lines. I've had it for so long. It must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to your point, the information overload is worse now because now because of COVID-19, the coronavirus stuff, I don't know about your email inbox, but mine is getting hammered every day with five or 10 messages from any vendor I've ever done anything with saying, hey, we're so sorry, you know, this is our new COVID policy. This is how you have to do stuff now. Or, you know, I'm just getting that from every single, everything from the florist that we bought flowers from 10 years ago to like, you know, any mailing list that you're on, they're just yeah. sending you COVID comms. And it's, it's kind of getting a bit much, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And so there's some frustration there. There's a couple other things too that come to mind that I actually got um, impacted by this week um, mm. when trying to work from home. Um, making sure that you're really religious with locking your workstation when you're not at it, especially when you have three and six-year-old kids in your house. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm pretty religious with this and I always lock my computer. But obviously when you're at home, you feel kind of like you're um, safe because you're in your house. There's no, no one else in your office to click through your emails, but um, hadn't considered that my three-year-old daughter would start tapping away uh, while my Gmail was open uh, and came back and saw like a half-drafted email that I was working on with like her addition to the end of it. Um, and so just thinking about if she had to press send on that to a, a prospect client I was talking to, that could have been embarrassing. Mm. So actually locking your um, machine and, and also to that point, not letting anyone else in the family use your work machine, mm. um, which sounds simple, but again, that happened to me as well when someone in my family wanted to borrow my work um, PC for something and uh, without my knowledge and um, I found out about later and obviously wasn't too pleased about that. So I think it's yeah. important to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. Other, the other one that, that, that I just wanted to bring up was um, um, using Zoom. So a, a lot of us are uh, sitting on Zoom meetings. I've got a little guest that's walking in behind me over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, a, a lot of sitting sitting on Zoom meetings, Zoom's got the kind of the, the, the password thing on there. You shared something on LinkedIn the other day about, about oh, I don't know what the term was, but like people kind of just joining in on random Zoom meetings. Uh, yeah. It's only a nine-digit code at the end, so I could just randomly type in some numbers and, hey, I might, I might yeah. have someone's meeting. I, I think that the option to add a password was an option up until recently. I haven't done a lot of Zoom. I've been using a lot of Google Hangouts myself. But um, yeah. there was a story online where a food chain in America was doing a live Q&A with their clients. Mm. Um, I think it was like a Mexican food restaurant or something. I can't remember what it was. But uh, they had like hundreds of people on this live uh, video conference chat um, and someone was intentionally broad taking over the stream and then broadcasting pornographic content uh, to all the participants um, yeah. because there was no password set on the stream. And then what would happen was they'd kick that user off and then they would just join with another fake account and just keep going on and on and on and obviously completely disrupted um, 
what was happening there. So I think it's really important that people just take a look at these different tools that they're using and make sure that they're not using them only in default mode, adding a password for your meeting, um, you know, being really careful about who's listening in on the calls, that kind of stuff. Um, because if you just use a product out of the box, typically it's set up to be very easy to use, but that's not necessarily the most secure way to set things up. Um, so, you know, if you're dealing with clients, do you want them mucking around with pins and passwords? Probably not. It's a nicer experience for them to just click a link and get mm. straight in, right? Yeah. Um, but you need to think about the security considerations there too. And every different video conferencing software will have different optimal settings, I'm sure, um, mm. but definitely adding a pin would help. For sure. Okay. Just something to think about. Yeah. Um, All right. And yeah, I hope that helps to some simple it does. Um, it tips does. and advice. So if, if anyone's catching this on the replay, there's been a few people in and out watching it live. Uh, a couple of couple of comments there. Uh, Graham's in Pangolo Island in the Philippines. Complete home lockdown. All of us, 65 and over and under 18s. I'll ride this out. Here, I've been getting on a plane. It's not the smartest thing to do right now. I have access to plenty of supermarket supplies, including toilet paper. All is okay with me. Uh, and Damien saying he's in Lakes Entrance in quarantine, but working from home, reviewing some policies. Damien works in health and safety. Um, yeah. So, a couple of comments there. Thanks. For, thanks for joining me, Chris. If anyone's got any questions or on the replay watching this, got any questions, uh, probably leave them in the comments. I'm sure Chris will. We can check help out. No problem. Yeah, but we. So where can people find you if they've got any questions directly for you, Chris? Yeah, just ping me on LinkedIn. My, my profile will be attached. Happy to chat. Um, yep. Always happy to have a conversation. Uh, we could even run a follow-up later if we ever need to. But, um, hmm. yeah, happy to ping me on LinkedIn, no problem at all. Okay. Good on you, Chris. Thanks cool. for Thanks for your time, James. With me. Um, no worries. Thanks. Look after yourself. Thanks. Bye. See you, Chris. See ya. Bye.